Hey, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. Welcome to season three, guys. I hope that you had a great time listening to our last episode, Less More. It was fantastic and a great way to open season three. Yeah, so that was an episode that we knew for a while now that we wanted to kick off our work smarter, not harder theme for season three. And we've gotten a lot of good feedback about you listeners also creating a less more list, what you want less of in your life, what you want more of in your life going into this new season, almost going into the new year. And um, yeah, so we invite you to take a listen to episode 42, our first one of season three from last week, less more, if you haven't already, and create your own list and share it on Instagram, tag me and Kristen, tag the podcast, and we'd love to regram it and share. And we'll also be asking each of our guests this year and we'll be having a lot of guests this season. Um, we'll also be asking each of those guests what they want less and more of in their lives as well. We have so many awesome ways to grow with you guys in season three. We are expanding our Discord channel and it will now be open to the public. You can head over to Crafty Ass Female and join the Discord right up from the top. And for our patrons who have been on the Discord, there are now more channels for you guys to hang out in privately. And for those of you who are listening and hear us throw around the word Discord, it's basically a crafty ass female private chat room. It's just like you would text your friends that are in the Discord, except it's a separate area. You can do that. You don't have to give anyone your number. If you're not comfortable, it's just you could just go to the Discord to our channel on there and just chat with each other, chat back and forth, kind of like a forum. So it's really like fun to be on there and talk about the book that we're doing for book club or one of our episodes or just share your project. So it's like a way that you can just at any given point in the day pop on and communicate with. Yep. Like, my and now man. for season three, we're expanding and it is absolutely free to go on and you can get into our basic chat room. You can get into our basic project share where you can share your photos and you can share what you're working on and you can hang out with the crafty ass females that you know and love. And Amanda and I pop into the Discord all the time, so if you want to chat with us, it is a great way to be a part of the crafty ass female community. And so if you want to join the Discord, you can go to craftyassfemale.com and pop up in the top bar, or you can join the crafty ass female newsletter. You'll see links to our Discord in that as well. And again, we've been hitting on the topic of like real connection a lot in this season. So that's kind of our attempt to really establish and come back to the real connection with girls that are like us, other crafty ass females. So just have a way to pop on and like really connect and really see what people are doing behind the scenes without the show aspect of it. Just real connection with other people doing what you love. And just make friends from yeah. like all over the world. It's a really cool thing. And so another way that we want to help you connect is through my currently list. So because we'll be having guests on each week, you'll hear lots more currently lists. And so you can go to my website, areyoukristen.com slash currently and download your own free currently list and play along with us each week. You can use the hashtag currently list and we'll also be regramming those. So I personally can't wait to see what you guys are up to each week on Monday Using my currently list, I have been using these to document my life in five minutes for the last almost 10 years. I'm super excited to be sharing these with more women around the world with you guys. I cannot wait to see what you guys are currently up to. 
So go to areyoukristen.com and download areyoukristen.com slash currently and download your own currently list card and play along with us each week. It's October 1st, so book club selection. I think you guys probably know what we're going with. We kind of mentioned it in August, but we thought we'd re-mention it and kind of really launch it today. So for the remainder of the year, our book club selection is going to be Amy Tan, aka Amy Tangerines, Craft a Life You Love. And we love that it's like part memoir, part workbook, so we're going to read it for the remainder of this year. Yes, we are diving deep in our low impact book club and it's going to be so much fun so we are having our first episode it's going to go live on the air on october 19th and remember the crafty ass female book club is for patrons only so if you want to join the crafty ass female book club head over to patreon.com slash crafty ass female we do put a lot of work into the book club so it is something that is really special to us and it is something that i am really excited to level up right now so the first crafty ass female book club for amy tangerine's book is going to go live on october 19th and we're going to intro the book we're going to talk about like you know what are the goals what are we after and each week we're going to do a guided reading um there are five parts to amy's book and we'll tackle each part each week, we'll do some guided discussions in the Discord. Amy's book is totally interactive. There are so many things and projects to do inside the book. And the second episode is going to go live on December 14th. So we'll be working our way through each of the practices all throughout the third season of Crafty Ass Female. So this is like the best time to join us on Patreon. And if you haven't read Amy's book yet, this is a great time to start. If you've already read Amy's book, this is another amazing time to go through it with us. Yeah, it's a good revisit book. I read it that first month it was released, but... In Amy's interview, she talks about a lot of the things she went through in her book, and she talks about achieving harmony, which is this word that I have written all over my notes from from when we interviewed her. (laughs) And I think that's such an amazing word. And throughout book club this month, over the next three months, that's what I want us to look for, harmony. And so if you guys want to join us for Crafty Ass Female Book Club with Amy Tangerine's book, Craft a Life You Love, head over to patreon.com slash craftyassfemale. You'll hear the first episode go live on October 19th, and you can join us immediately in the Discord channel, our chat room channel for the book club, as soon as you sign up, and we'll be chatting about it immediately following the show. Amanda, you ready to go talk to Amy? Always. Our- <laughs> Anytime she's down, I'm ready. (laughs) All right, let's make it happen. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Amy. Hello, ladies. Today we have on the show Amy Tangerine, one of mine and Amanda's personal heroes. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I like seriously though. You've been one of the most inspiring people for both of us to like put yourself out there, say yes, do the things that your heart says yes to, do the thing that your mind says yes to, and to not be afraid that you're just gonna have some setbacks throughout the thing that we call life. And I'm so excited to have you on the show today. You have been a designer of practically everything on the planet, whether it's been clothes, whether it's been scrapbook paper, whether it's now my favorite Avery binder. Oh, yay. To what we're here to talk about today, the very cool, very awesome Crafty Ass Female Book Club selection, Craft a Life You Love. And I love that we both have the original. We do both have the original. <laughs> Even though the new one is so beautiful. I know, you that's one of the things. You have to get the new one. It's color. Yeah. I did. I yeah. actually just ordered the um, the new one on Amazon today. <laughs> so I'm really excited to talk about the original idea for your book, the evolution of your book, and now the pickup of your book by a major publisher. So let's, well, let's fact check first. Amy Tangerine, <laughs> tell me what I missed. Well, no, you're exactly spot on. I have been doing these crafty, creative things for a very long time. I live in Los Angeles with my husband, which which is weird to say because (laughs) we were together doing this life thing and we were doing things out of order. We were together for about nine years and decided that we would have a surprise wedding. And we did that the day after Christmas last year. And all of our family was in town. There were like 22 people. And we just threw a surprise wedding. And our son, you know, at the time he was four years old and he got to see it. He still talks about it today. He's like, why, why can't you have another wedding? And I was like, (laughs) I guess I could, but. (laughs) Um, So did you really not tell anyone? We didn't tell anybody except for JC's cousin who married us. Mm. that's awesome like not even your mom not even my mom she was surprised and actually you know what you guys can tell me if you guys want to see the video I'm thinking about putting on my YouTube channel pretty soon here because it's a really cute video and I think I've been thinking about doing an intro video to sort of make sure that people knew the circumstances leading up to it and kind of preface the fact that you know we had planned the surprise maybe six months before and then really did most of the planning two weeks before it and pulled the pulled the whole thing off i want to know about the whole thing like i remember (laughs) that's my dream tell me if i'm i'm right tell me if i'm oh tell me if i'm wrong i remember the flowers not being none of the flower stores being open and doing trader joe's flowers yeah i had to make my own bouquet and it turned out gorgeous thank you so much it was so funny too because you know all of our family was in town so I'm sitting here, we had just gone for a hike and I'm all sweaty and we come home, have some lunch or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I have to run out for something. So I run out and I went to the local florist because I just wanted to create it with them. But of course they were closed because it was the day after Christmas. (laughs) And so I panicked a little bit and then just went to Trader Joe's around the corner and bought all the flowers that I liked then brought them home and had them in my kitchen but I was putting together this bouquet 
And of course, you know, some family members are going to ask. So I had to say, oh, I'm just doing this for this project that I have to shoot for. (laughs) And so I made up some, you know, Instagram campaign that I had to do. And they don't know the difference. They're like, oh, yeah, Yeah. she has to do that. Thanks. That's Amy. Here I am putting my bouquet together at the last minute. Meanwhile, in front of everyone. In front of everybody. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Trader Joe's does have like the best flowers, though. They do. And my bouquet was like, I don't know, $40. (laughs) And all the flowers at the wedding, too, total of $40. That's amazing. And it's just... Yes, female. Exactly. (laughs) It's it's DIY at its best. But I always think of these things at the last minute. So if I had planned it, it wouldn't have been quite as good. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's it's spontaneous craft. Right. Yeah. It's only when we need our resourcefulness does it really show its muscle. Yes, if you're in the right time frame or frame of mind, I should say, right? Because it has to be at the last minute. I mean, we were an hour away from having everybody go. I literally had to jump in the shower so quickly <laughs> and get ready. And, you know, of course I couldn't put on my wedding dress when everybody was there, so we sent everybody in Ubers to the location and it was right overlooking the ocean at uh, JC's cousin's new house. And it was just incredible. And they found out when they got there, but then we showed up, you know, probably 30 minutes later and yeah. got to see all the reactions. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I was, when I saw those last year, I was like, Oh my God, that's one of the most fun things I've ever seen. And I was so glad to see it happen to somebody that I knew (laughs) I mean we've met a couple of times at CHA and you've always been one of the friendliest kindest people and for someone who's met you know hundreds of thousands of people and are constantly having such kind relationships with women it always struck me as such You were always such a kind-hearted person and reading your book and reading all of the, you know, wonderful anecdotal stories throughout here, you, you wrote such a unique book. Your book, it's, it's part memoir and it's part creative journal. And so I'd love to know what was the inspiration for such a unique choice of communicating with your readers? So I really wanted to tell my story in a way that was a little bit more long form than let's say a blog post or a series of YouTube videos. And I'm all about the tangible, so I wanted something to hold in your hands. And at first I didn't even think that I was going to do a digital copy of the book because I felt like it was something that you really need to hold and you needed to work through yourself. Because the whole thing about me going through my experiences and my journey and my path is only beneficial to you if it resonates and if you can have lessons and takeaways from it. You know, I'm not sharing my struggles with you because I want you to feel sorry for me. That's, that's the last thing I want. I want it to motivate you and realize, hey, you know what? I've stumbled too and so has she and look at where she is now and look at all the things that she's doing and what she's able to pull off and by the way I really appreciate you saying that about meeting me at CHA a number of times and you know those are such sweet kind words that you shared and I just I think it's so funny to me when 
people come up to me and let's say they've been following me for a while on social media or on my blog or through scrapbooking, whatever, and they meet me in person and they're just like, you are just like you are on your blog or on your Instagram or on whatever. And I, I don't know how else to be. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, <laughs> but, I think that that's that... another thing that I wanted to, sorry, portray with the book too, is that guess what? I, I have a story to share. And if it resonates with just one or two people, then all the work that went into it was worth it. Totally. And I think yeah. that that really comes through. It comes through on your social media. It comes through in your book. And, and it really shows with so much of what you're trying to do. Um, one of my favorite quotes in the first part is um, in your chapter about the mermaid dress, which um, so much of what you say in here is also like funny. It's so funny about how these things that happen to us whether it be as teenagers, whether it be as college-aged adults, in quotes, because <laughs> so much of what we thought we were in college was just, like, bigger children trying to figure out <laughs> what we really wanted. But you say in here, our hobbies can be our, life our, th our through line in life, our stabilizing constant during transitions. Sometimes we lose sight of who we are, we become parents, change jobs, or lose our romantic partners, and we feel lost. Our hobbies can keep us stable. They remind us that we're more than employees, more than spouses, more than parents, and more than friends. And our hobbies are more than diversions. They are woven into the fabric of our identity, and they remind us that we know how to do things. And that is everything that me and Amanda are trying to do with this show. We want to remind women that we know how to do things. And, and one of the things that you talk most, or the thing that you talk most that I love about in, in the first part of your book is the magic of having hobbies. And so I'd love it if you talked a little bit more about how hobbies have been magical for you throughout your life. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> hobbies have just played a huge role in my life because I'm an only child and I felt like I was bored a lot as a kid growing up in the suburbs of Chicago when, you know, you have these brutal winters and you're, in, you're stuck inside and you just don't have anybody to play with really or you just don't know what to do with your time. And it, when you're a kid, it feels like you're time just drags, you know, now I wish I had some of that time that I <laughs> missed out on or wasted back then because time is flying to me right now. And I'm not sure if anybody else feels this way. I think it's just because I'm getting old. And I'm realizing that, you know, here we are the beginning of October. I just had a huge birthday, by the way. And I, thanks, thanks. And um, I just think that our hobbies make us feel grounded. They remind us, remind us of who we are and what makes us happiest. And the things that are touching to us that we spend our free time on, they have to have this value that we constantly remind ourselves about. You know, and, and granted, it gets taken away from us sometimes and we lose sight of it sometimes, or we move on to a different hobby and that's okay. 
But that time that we spend nurturing our souls is so essential to living a good life. And I think that that's part of the reason I did the book was because it was a passion project. Actually, nobody was, no publishing house was knocking down my door or emailing me saying, hey, we want you to write a book. Here's a book deal. So I just thought, you know, why don't I put this together? I had some friends who had self-published and they held my hand through the process. It turns out it's pretty easy. Now I say that. But I was going through a bit of a tough time at that time. So I had miscarried for the first time back in 2016. And it was just so devastating to me because, well, obviously a loss like that is devastating to anybody. But at the time, um, so Jack, actually, when we first, like I told you, JC and I have done everything kind of out of order. Jack wasn't planned. He was a beautiful, wonderful miracle of a surprise. But we kind of had to navigate after we found out I was pregnant that we had to move out of our 550 square foot apartment in Venice and find a house and, you know, make that huge step of buying a house together. And then we had the baby and then we, you know, had to navigate new parenthood and our roles in that. And then while still keeping my company, you know, present and having this job that JC had, we had to just figure out how our lives were looking at that time. And so the last thing on my mind was to have another child. <laughs> and so it wasn't until Jack was almost two and a half that all of a sudden I woke up and I was like, oh man, you know, I think I'm finally ready. And so we took this and I looked at him, I was like, Hey, what do you think about this? And he was like, yeah, are you sure? And I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, let's, why not? And so shortly after that, um, I, I, we found out we were pregnant. And then when I went to my doctor's office for the first scan, um, you know, he was a little, now that I look back on it, I could just tell he was a little bit concerned, but then I was only like six and a half weeks along, but he was like, okay, come back in a week and a half. So by then I would have been eight weeks. And I think the thing that he saw was that the growth should have been a little bit more or there should have been, I don't know, there was a sign that he wasn't telling me anyway. So sure. but things, could, things could go either way at that point. So he didn't want to say anything. But when I went back for the scan at eight weeks, there was no heartbeat. So mm. it was just sort of a devastating um, kind of blow that I did not even have on my radar. Now yeah. I have opened up the conversation to friends and I found out that, you know, everybody, you know, knows somebody who's been through that and been through that type of loss. And it's, it's a part of life. And unfortunately it's not really talked about so much, but my way of coping was to say, Hey, I'm going to tell and share that story with the people who I meet face to face. I wasn't ready to open that up on social media or anything. And I wanted to just document my thoughts and my feelings and tell my story on paper. And that was sort of a therapeutic process for me and writing about it. You know, I only wrote a little bit about it. Then I didn't even actually include it in the book because it was just too raw at the time. And so I really took on this like baby, which was the book. Yeah. And that became where I focused my energies. And I thought, hey, you know what? I may as well just tell my story, have these practices that have 
given me the energy and the momentum and the motivation to stick it through when things are tough. And so that was sort of the example that I wanted to set for people while I was writing the book. And I didn't want it to be one of those things like, here's my story. I'm just telling you my life story and that's it. I wanted you to be able to look at your life and say, wow, as a creative, I get to do all of these things, but I also have to navigate through these crossroads. And what does Amy use as a tool to you know, overcome these obstacles? And I think together, we can really process through so many of these feelings and so many of these, uh, I guess, things that may feel isolating, but we're not alone in this journey. You know, there are so many wonderful creatives that I've met along the way who've been supportive in so many ways that I can't even tell you, you know, and they've never met me in person and yet I feel so close to them. And I think it's one of those things that as a scrapbooking community and at the core, we love to share our stories. And that's what we're doing when we document them on paper, when we talk about them on podcasts, when we share them on YouTube videos, no matter, I mean, I think that sharing in crops and like going to these crops and going to events, I miss that connection that happens in person, but this is the closest thing, right? So yeah. I thought, why not do this book? People can read it or not, and we'll see how it goes. So I self-published, I hired an editor, I've invested a lot of money in this editor who's amazing, and then she helped me kind of structure the book and then obviously put the things into a way where you would have these sections that flowed so that you, the reader, would get the most out of it. And I just appreciate that so much that people are willing to come together and collaborate in the truest sense of the word. And I hired a cover designer Lauren Hom, she's super talented. And then I hired an interior layout designer because I had no idea how to lay out a book. But <laughs> I knew that Amazon Create Space had these tools to do so to help you, you know, do those things. But I really wanted to make sure that um, I was getting the most out of it. And you guys would have the most value from something that was self published. And that's what I did. And I I just put it out there and three weeks later it was number one in two categories on Amazon. And then a week later I got a, an email from a publisher wanting to publish my book. Nice. So it's just, I don't know. You can't, you know, all those ideas that you have in your head, it, it doesn't matter how many you have. It's how many you make happen. And that shouldn't overwhelm you. It should inspire you because if you really do have a bunch of ideas, you putting one of them to work now today taking action is going to fuel everything that comes afterwards. Even if you fail at that first one, you know, even, or even if you deem it a failure, right? You may not even right. fail. You may just not see it as a success. Right. Right. Absolutely. You've said that somewhere publicly and that repeats on my, I hear you and I see you. <laughs> and I think I like, sometimes I'm just like, okay, I have so many ideas, but which one am I going to make happen? said Amy. Like I literally <laughs> say that. I've heard you say that before and that's always stuck with me because I feel that. I feel like as crafty as females, our brain almost never stops in good and bad ways, but we just like can't just let that just keep running. Like we need to grab one if we're going to make it happen. Like, yeah. Totally. It's true. It's true. 
issue. I said um, I was one of the first that got the book that first week. And I remember, I remember, like I read it in like two days, just zoomed by it. And I remember thinking to me like, wow, like, and I think I put this on the review, but that it was literally your part of the conversation that I wish I could have had with you. And then like manifesting into life, I'm having an actual conversation with you. It's like, but, but it's so funny how that happened. Like you were my... You were the person that I first saw on social media and was like, and realized this industry existed and realized this could be a job and realized that creativity could be work, like, you know, that you get paid to do. So it's just, this is exciting for me. Sorry. I just fangirled like a little bit, but no, yeah, no, but that's how I feel about the book, that it's that part of the conversation, like you're saying, like when you would go to a crop or be actually connected to people that you'd be able to share. So good. Thank you. <laughs> I think that both of the things that you guys just said just bring back to like what Amy said in like part three of the first part of her book. Like, so you are weird and quirky and you're worth it. And so right here. And so this is something I've said like a million times on this show. First, I'm going to say what Amy said. So Amy said when she first started scrapbooking, she thought she would never be as good as some of the other paper crafters out there. So pursuing scrapbooking as a career seemed a little bit ridiculous. So if guys, if Amy Tangerine said that, then it's okay to feel that way. I felt that way. I still feel that way. There are still days where I stand at my standing desk. I'm, I'm literally pointing to my standing desk. I know you can't see that, but... And I'm like, okay, Kristen, you're done scrapbooking. This is the last time you'll ever scrapbook from the rest of your life. You'll never have another good layout idea. And you're done. But that's not true. That's a lie. Right. It's That's a lie. You know what's funny is that I just had this conversation with a friend of mine, I think it was last week, about positivity and people's outlooks. And what I realized is that I didn't always have this immensely positive outlook. In fact, I think I remember being a teenager and being overcome with these negative feelings and negative thoughts. I mean, more so than anything, negative thoughts. Um, and I think the main thing is that I just had this realization that you know, you need to get rid of those thoughts because they don't serve you. Okay. So instead of feeling like you're lacking in anything, that makes no sense, right? No, it does. It's not even a truth. So how would I feel when those thoughts entered my being and entered my state? I would feel bad. And then I would feel worse because I would compound those negative thoughts. And then I'd be in a spiral downward and I think when you're a teenager, you, you have all these things going on with your hormones anyway. And what I found was I had to make sure that I told myself how to snap out of those things or I needed to figure that out on my own. And really, the truth was inside of me. It was always there. It just need, I just needed to convince my head of that. So instead of beating yourself up over you know, something that isn't even true. I mean, I have to tell myself this all the time. You know, there's always a positive side to things and there's a light. And then the reason there's the darkness or the shadow side is because you have to have that contrast. 
it gives you a sense of gratitude and the positive always outweighs the negative, you know? And if you're, if you don't believe that, then you're not going to have a positive outlook on, on life in general. Right. So until you can convince yourself of that, you have to just navigate through those negative feelings. And I know that for me, it took a lot of deep diving and self-work and it was messy and sometimes I didn't feel like doing it and it was just easier to complain. But really, my life has been so much better by looking at the brighter side of it and by looking at the positive side of it. Although when I was having this conversation with my friend, she was like, do you sometimes think, think that you minimize things? And I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> because you know what's actually going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like, I think this, this makes me think, and I, this is probably only because of the kick that I'm on, but I feel like we're human beings, emphasis on the word being, right? Like, I feel like we, we come from a society that doesn't teach us to be. And I think like that creativity comes from just being, like you're saying, like in yourself, but we're taught in the society to be like a society of like, we were taught to acquire and we're taught to like accomplishment-ish. So we automatically go to what we didn't yet acquire, what we didn't yet accomplish, but that's like basing the activities of your life on something that isn't just you and what will come out of you. Right. Yes. No, it's outside of you. It's outside of you. And my therapist told me (laughs) that she, she just sat me down and she was like, you do realize that you do so much and you've accomplished so much, but we are called human beings, not human doings. And that just like shook me to the core. I was like, what? She was like, when's the last time you just let yourself be? And I was like, I don't know how to do that. I can't sit still. I can't do that. And she's like, well, you're going to have to learn. And, you know, and it sounds really hokey and woo-woo, but I got to tell you, through the meditation practices that I've learned, and I'm talking like sitting still for 10, five, 10 minutes. Okay. I'm not meditating for hours here. Okay. Girl does not have the time, but (laughs) I do believe in taking that five to 10 minutes of just being with my thoughts and recentering myself and realizing those thoughts that I have, I have control over those thoughts. Okay. And the things that I believe. All right. I think that Brooke Castillo said it, that your thoughts create your feelings your feelings create your actions and your actions create your results. And that to me has just stuck because I didn't realize that we are so focused inward on our thoughts and letting that take over on what we do, right? And really, if you just let yourself be and acknowledge the thought if it's negative and let it go, like truly let it go, not distract yourself from thinking right. it, right? But right? Truly let it go. Let it sit for a minute and then let it go. We are just going to be so much more, I don't know, I guess, fulfilled and happy and just more joyous as human beings living on this planet together and coming together as communities. And, you know, I think that the state of the world right now needs a lot more of that than what it's, what it's being shown. You know, and examples of good and examples of love all the time. But if we let our fear, fearful sides show up the way we do in our heads, 
that's not a good thing. Right. Right. All of our actions can't be based on fear. If all of our actions are based on fear, then our actions are not going to be good actions. Right. And and my therapist said the exact same thing about, you know, letting those thoughts sit with you for a few seconds, acknowledging that they exist. Because acknowledging that those, you know, oh, Kristen, you think that you did bad or you failed something or you're not good enough. You know, acknowledge that that exists before saying, no, that's not true. And then letting it go out the window. Because if you just push it down or yeah. if you just, you know, Right. If you're numbing it or pushing it down, it's going to resurface in other ways. Right. It manifests itself in other ways. Right. I like this game. Well, my therapist said, because <laughs> <laughs> this, is like, this is like my favorite game right now. What I'm learning, because I, I, I love, I feel like it's an acknowledgement of limiting beliefs, right? And then the letting it go for me has been really hard to actually, like it's very abstract. But what my therapist came to me with that I've been able to use is continue with your values even still. Even if it's there, just recognize it that it's a limiting belief, be able to see it, be able to detach from it. And even if you don't get to let it go, you know, that I feel like the stillness helps and all that, but you still have to continue. But I know what you're saying. You're saying the thought ends up filtering through you into your action. And if you don't let it go, then it will be like a fear thing. But for me, what's helped is like knowing that I can, it could even still be there and I'm going to live my life the way I'm going to craft a life that I'm going to love anyway, that yeah. it's still like, it's also not an ignoring of it, but just like a, it's not going to win type of thing. That really seems to help me too. I love it's that. it's just, it's you're like the captain of your ship, even though this is happening. Like, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. This is just all resourceful, good stuff. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, anyone can use. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I but. love how, like, um, we talked about, one of the things we talked about in one of our earlier episodes of the show was finding your thing. And for many of us, this means different things. And I loved how throughout your book, your thing was different. Um, I really liked how you talked about how you got into a great college and then that wasn't for you. And you switched to a college that was a much better fit for you and your energy went up drastically and you found success in a way that you hadn't seen before. Um, and then you found success in fashion designing and then you found success in scrapbooking. And so I'd love for you to tell us what are you finding success with right now? Oh goodness. I, I think that my outlook on success has definitely changed over the years. I mean, it may even change, you know, month to month. I'm starting to realize that, I was so goal oriented in a way that not that it was detrimental to me that much um, from the outside, but inside, you know, I wasn't really focused on health and wellness as much because it wasn't something I took for granted. I've just always been pretty healthy. You know, I have to work out maybe just like once or twice a week. I, I don't have to think about my weight necessarily. There are just things that I don't occupy my time with. But then as I've realized and taken kind of a step back and 
sort of looked at my health and wellness overall and well-being, I think that is what I'm focused on now. And I don't think it's something that I can be, anybody can be successful at completely, but that's the journey that I'm on right now is just to, you know, live my best life in a way that is true, that, that also inspires others to really tap into, Hey, you know what? The way I'm feeling right now is this, and this is what's going to just need to happen today. You know, and I'm almost taking it sort of a little bit slower. Success to me has just kind of always been go, go, go. And what I realize is, you know, true success is when you can do what you want. And if that means take pause and say, hey, you know what? I'm just not feeling that good today or I'm not feeling like doing that today. I need to take a wellness day and just go and sit at the park or just get my paints out and do something just for me. And I think that's okay. I think that's probably my definition of success lately is just being able to do whatever the heck you want in a way that serves you and those around you, you know, because if you're not able to take those moments of time, and I know that we don't have, we don't all have the luxury of doing that. Trust me, when I became a mom and I started to feel guilt for the first time, the juggle and the struggle of all of that was immense. I mean, I don't think that I had postpartum, but I definitely had something in between, you know, because I became sort of this crazy person who thought they could do it all because I saw other people seemingly do it all too, have mm -hmm. successful businesses, have this great home life, be, you know, this amazing mom. And, and I thought that I could do all those things. And yeah. what I've figured out is that, yeah, sure. You can do all those things. You just can't do them at the same time. Yeah. I was thinking of that very word today, pause. And I was just, that's interesting that you said that. I just like, I've been just really thinking about, pause. and what's funny is you never know. Like, I feel like everyone needs a pause at some point and there's nothing wrong with the pause. I feel like you're right. Like success is being able to take a pause when you want, when you need to. Right. But the thing is no one knows people take pauses because that would be the point of a pause. If you had to explain, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you had to explain that you were taking a pause, then it wouldn't be a pause. So I just feel like that's, I, people must do it. I'm hoping they do. I know I need to. I feel like some, I feel like my creative self is a little bit on pause, but I think it's all okay. Again, it's like, we feel like it's one of those limiting beliefs. We kind of tell ourselves that pause equals not doing what we should be doing, but that's the complete opposite of what's true. Right. So yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like we have more, like Amy was saying, more alike with each other than different. Like more that we can learn from each other. than. And we should be learning from each yeah. other. There's so much to learn from each other. My favorite part in the book is when the whole part that you, well, there were so many, but see, I said that and then my brain went to another part that I love, but let's stay on track, Amanda, okay? Um, when you said about getting lost in the right place, when your dad told you that, because I feel like that's been me on repeat and I feel like at the time when I tapped into you, um, I think it was 2011 or 12, you were, I, I tapped into you at CHA on Instagram and I was like, what is this world? And I saw your booth at the time, what your you know line was. 
And I remember just feeling so lost, like when I found you. And it was just like, you know, whether Instagram was the right place, but I just feel like a lot of the times when I've been so lost and in it, and you just feel like free floating, it's funny to think that you're in the right place in that. You know, so that was that was like very interesting for me in your book. And then, so I was wondering when was the last time you felt lost and then what you, advice you have for people moving past that feeling of like just being lost or not knowing what to do next or, yeah. um, Last week? Last week? Yeah. Yesterday? I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I really think that, you know, as we're navigating through this life and going through these experiences and trying to extract the most goodness out of what we're doing. Um, I have a, a really hard time for myself with, you know, deciding if I am living my purpose fully. Okay. And I know that that's like kind of a grand weird statement because I'll get through these moments where I'm like, you know what? Um, it's, I don't ever think this, but if somebody, let's say, has a negative comment, right, and where they don't take what we do seriously, and that's okay. I, I totally don't need everybody loving scrapbooking or even thinking that it's a, a job that you know they would want to do. It's more of the intention when other people are trying to put you down for something that you're just doing and sharing and and they're behind this like mask of anonymity or or just you know and trust me i don't usually get down about negative comments it just depends on the mood that i'm in and how it hits me and like what they're saying and and that kind of stuff i can usually roll off my shoulders but i think that it makes me wonder sometimes why people feel so bad themselves that they have to try to bring others down. And I think right. that's what gets me sad. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'm not living my full purpose. Like maybe I shouldn't be scrapbooking or thinking of these ideas. Maybe I should be telling people that, hey, there's a better way of doing these, these things. Maybe I should just like record myself with these thoughts that I have sometimes in the shower of, hey, guess what? This is the pep talk that you need this morning because this is what I had to tell myself yeah. as opposed to sharing a journal spread and talking about it. Um, now, I, I think it's different for everybody, obviously. So I don't really tend to compare myself to others as much as I compare myself to where I think I should be. Yeah. And that's, the, that's the trouble that I have, and that's when I start to feel lost. And right. then I have to like recenter myself and say, hey, you're just doing the best you can with what you know right at this moment. You know, Breathe through this. Let it go. And I don't know. There's, I, I don't really have an answer. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if, if, you, if you knew that you weren't ever going to feel lost again, what kind of fun would that be, right? That's, yeah. like, there's no guarantees in life. Yeah. So I don't so feel, true. trust me though, sometimes I feel, you know, oh my gosh, I'm coasting. I'm really in flow. This is all good. Everything's yeah. happy, dandy, whatever. And then you get a phone call that, yeah. you know, a friend's sister passed away or something like that where you're just like devastated by this n bad news mm -hmm. and so I just really try to practice gratitude and also give myself and others grace yeah. 
And, and sometimes it's not as easy as others. Right. right. And what's funny is I think memory, what you said about um, comparing yourself to where you think you should be, like that's a big thing for me too. And it's almost maybe it is for all of us memory keepers because it's almost like we want to look back we want to look at what did happen and say, oh, okay, it isn't that bad. Or like, you know what I mean? Or we have a little bit of love toward what is happening because we're always in our brain about where we, what we think we should be happening. So it's almost like that's our kickback to that, you know? Right. But that was a great answer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fantastic yeah. answer. Yeah, that's so helpful. Because sometimes even when you're on like a really good road, sometimes you just want to take a turn and be like, we have extra time. Let's just get lost for a little while. Yeah, I don't think that getting lost is actually necessarily a bad thing, right? So it just depends on how your mind wants to <laughs> interpret it. And I just, I find myself realizing that, you know, life is a gift and I can go through these struggles and, you know, hardships and still remain positive and still remain true and honest with these feelings that I'm having or these thoughts that I'm thinking, even if they are lies, I can just recognize them and let them go. And that's a process in itself. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I think that I come from a family of hoarders, you know? <laughs> so really, you know, if I'm not hoarding things, scrapbooking supplies and stickers, I'm hoarding my memories and my feelings. And, and that's not good either because really we're not living in the past. We're living from this moment onward. And while we can look back on our past memories and enjoy those and share those and share the stories of the good times, I think it's really important to focus on the good times that happened in the past as opposed to the bad um, yeah. If you do want to look at the bad, make sure you take the lesson out of it, you know, because there's always a lesson. Always. I really I like that. I love I that agree. advice. Take a lesson out of the things that came out of the bad things from the past. That's a really great takeaway. Absolutely love that. Love it. Okay, so this season's theme is work smarter, not harder. And I am so excited that we are going to be bringing your book into our book club because it is the perfect book for, for this season's theme. So I would love to know how you have been working smarter and not harder um, in your life, either right now or any way in the past. I love this. It actually became my motto about 10 years ago. Uh, I think work smarter, not harder for me is about diving deep into the work you love doing and what you're really good at, while also allowing space for the things that feel more forced. So this notion of making hard, you know, having these hard situations or working hard and hustling, I think there's a time and place for that when you're honing in on something that you really, really want. I think that there are seasons of life for that, but it just can't be your whole life. You know, you can't, have that momentum and that strength and all of those things when you're hustling so hard all the time, you need that downtime and you need that recovery. So I think that when you're feeling in flow, it's, it's good to work hard and work smart at the same time. 
but if you're at risk of crashing and burning, then it's better to actually step back and reevaluate. And this idea of harmony to me is aligned with the working smarter, not harder point, because it's, it's not really about balance so much. It's about harmony and alignment to me. And I think that, you know, for, di for different people, it looks like different things. I, I just hired an assistant this summer that has really changed my world. And I needed an assistant, like, I don't know, a year ago is when I think that I really, really needed one. But I didn't even have time to write the ad of what I wanted, the description for the job to actually put it out there. And she came to me in the most unique way. I was mentoring this girl from City Year, and it's an organization that I support. My husband was actually a City Year alumni, and look it up if you don't know about it, cityyear.org. And I was mentoring her, and we were meeting for like the second time in person um, at this event, and then as she was going to come to my house. So she brought her roommate's bullet journal to my house <laughs> and she just wanted to show it to me. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Um, this is amazing. Can I record it and do it for IG story whatever? And she said, yeah, sure. She doesn't really have social media or anything. So, you know, you don't need to tag her. Um, but then I, I was like, Hey, does she, is she looking for a job? What's she doing after this? City or thing. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't know. I can ask her if she's looking for one. And of course, lo and behold, guess what? She was looking for a job. I interviewed her and she was the one who I hired. That's awesome. You know? So if, okay, so this goes along the lines with doing the things you love, putting your work out there. That doesn't mean, you know, she doesn't have a social media account. So that doesn't mean that you have to do that. But if you love it so much, share it with the, with the people around you. I mean, if her roommate didn't know that she did this, I wouldn't be having this wonderful conversation with you because I don't know, my life would probably be too hectic to navigate through, <laughs> you know, making these, setting the schedule for these podcasts. They're so important to me to do because I love talking to awesome, kick-ass, creative women. And I think that if I didn't allow that space to say, hey, I put in the universe, like, can I just have an assistant kind of fall into my lap? And <laughs> that's what happened, you know? And the, just the fact that she was able to say, hey, yeah, I am going to let my roommate take this bullet journal that nobody else has seen really besides me and the people I'm close to. It's like a personal thing. I'm going to let her show it to her you know, her mentor, of course, why not? But she wasn't thinking, oh, I need to get a job. I need to do this. I need to, you know, I need to do this bullet journal for this YouTube video. I need to do, you know, she wasn't saying all those things. She was just saying, hey, I really enjoy bullet journaling and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Sometimes it's as simple as that. And yeah. like you were saying, Kristen, about not doing another scrapbook page in your life again, that is ridiculous. Okay. First of all, you have to make more scrapbook pages because you know there's going to be stickers and embellishments and pattern paper that you want to buy that you have to have and you have to use alongside your memories. So that's not a plug or anything, but that's just, that's just how it's going to be. And if that nurtures your creative soul, that's what you have to do, okay? So forget about all the negative self-talk or keeping up with things or, you know, I had this Project Life album that the first, I don't know, six months I was so good at it. And guess what? 
after July, there was like nothing recorded. But guess what? That's okay. I still have those six months worth of memories. Am I going to ever go back and do the rest of that year? No. Do I need to apologize to anybody about not doing that? No. <laughs> yeah, there's like a weird thing in our brain that thinks we'll be kicked out of like the creative like circle forever if we don't like right. finish. Our, but like oh that's goodness. how like intense it gets. It's like where does that come from? It's so ridiculous. We don't. <laughs> that, scrapbooking is not meant to record right. every single detail of our life in chronological order so that we have this <laughs> huge, vast library of these random pages. Right. That's not what it's about. Right. I'm glad that you're saying that. I'm glad that like we have this recorded <laughs> yeah. for like the guru history. is saying that. Yeah, the memory keeping expert is saying it. Good. I'm glad Mega. that we have it recorded for history and that like yeah. we can for say history. that this is something that we can use just to feed our souls and to tell our stories at a time where women's stories need to be told. And if we want to do it with scrapbook paper and amazing stickers and pretty paper, then like that's how we're gonna do it. And human stories need to be told. And I feel like, yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I was going to say. And so one of the other things we've been asking everybody this season is, what do you want less of in your life? And what do you want more of in your life? How is, how is that manifesting itself oh, currently wow. right now? Okay. So what I want less of, I want less stress and struggle. And I think that I want more harmony, flow, and love. I am loving this harmony word, by the way. Yeah. I've already written down a post-it of <laughs> harmony, not balance, because the visual is perfect. The balance visual never works for me. The seesaw always comes up, and I'm like, that doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. But harmony, it just... It doesn't rely on that, like, tilting. It just, it fits. Yeah, it flows. It flows and it's harmonious. I mean, I know that you're not supposed to use the word in the definition, but that's what it is. And I think to everybody's lives, that may mean different things, but you you feel this, I don't know, when I say the word harmony or when somebody says it to me, I feel it inside of me. So I know that that's resonating to the core as opposed to balance. I mean, I'm a Libra, so I've always tried to achieve balance in my life, but I am so glad you're into it. And I just want more people to recognize that it's about harmony and happiness. You know, that's what life is about. I'm so uh, into it. Love it. Okay. So let's wrap up this episode with, um, our currently round where we list off, um, where we ask you what, a bunch of things that you're currently doing based off of Kristen's currently card, which you can get at where, Kristen? Are you Kristen.com slash currently? Yeah. So you ready? Yes. Okay. What are you currently watching? I'm not watching anything right now. We <laughs> got rid of our TV. So the most recent series that I did finish watching was The Handmaid's Tale, and I'm obsessed. Very cool. Nice. What are you currently reading? I'm reading a book called Own Your Glow Ooh. by Glow Maven. Yeah, it's amazing. I feel like you do own your glow. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel that all the time, but yeah. it makes me smile that you said that. Yeah. What are you currently listening to? 
oh gosh, I'm listening to whatever Jack listens to. And I think that right now he loves that song, Timber. Ooh. <laughs> it's so random. Oh, he likes Believer too by Imagine Dragons. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun and it's on loop right yeah totally yeah. <laughs> I love it. what are you currently making i'm making pages in my hobonichi i'm really obsessed with that form of documenting and not so much planning but it's more documenting to me the paper is just so dreamy and i understand why people are obsessed with it so that's my current favorite and the second thing i think would be traveler's notebooks Oh, you got a really cool thing that I'm obsessed with and I need to get. You got a carved jack stamp. Oh, yeah. I was just going to mention that. It's the cutest. Yes, no, you I need guys, to get this. you have to. Um, I think her handle is Paper Afternoon or Paper. We yeah. will find it and absolutely yeah. link to it in the show Link notes. it below because yeah. it's a custom stamp that everybody needs. I mean, you don't need Jack's face, but you need right. a custom <laughs> yes. stamp. Because she is so talented and she hand carves these stamps and it just makes me so happy stamping it everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I so cutest. need one. I saw it, I was like, oh, face. I was like, I need I need one of my own so that I don't have to use selfies in every single like <laughs> tiny thing and I don't have to print out like tiny two by two selfies. And I was well, like, we, oh my God, you're, yeah. We used it in Jack's birthday party favors and these crafts that I taught at his school and it just made, it was so amusing to me. And everybody was like, wait, how did you do this? And I was like, it's a stamp that I had made. It's so Thursday cute. day three, you need like a Kristen selfie stamp. <laughs> That's so fun. We will definitely link. It'll, it'll totally be in your currently um, list. Uh, what are you currently feeling? I'm feeling tremendous joy and gratitude inside and I just hope that it manifests outside in the ways that I need it to show up. I love that. I love that. I'm happy for you. What are you currently planning? I'm planning more openings in my calendar. So I'm planning to unplan if that makes any sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So good. What are you currently loving lastly? I'm loving the fact that there are so many people out there doing things that they love, taking chances. Um, I mean, the fact that you guys have this podcast and you're on season three, that is so amazing. I actually want to start my own podcast too, so I might have to get some tips from you guys. But Bye. I'm just loving sharing these stories and meeting all kinds of creative women on these different paths and the openness and the conversations and the sense of community. And there's just so much flowing right now, I think creatively that we're all, we're, we can all be a part of and reap the benefits from. And it just makes me feel so good inside. And it's like the juiciest little bit of goodness that we're all spreading. So thank you guys for doing this podcast. It's awesome. Yay, thank you for you. coming on. <laughs> This has been uh, such an awesome episode. So fun. Dream come true, for sure. Thanks, ladies. You're so yeah. sweet. You are so awesome. This has been such a great episode. And guys, remember, you guys have to go and buy if you don't already have. If new, and if you have the old edition, go and buy the new edition, too, because it's pretty and colorful. And um, we will be using it for the Crafty Ass Female Book Club. So if you are not a Patreon subscriber already, then... Go over to patreon.com slash craftyassfemale, which we will be heading over very shortly with Amy Tangerine for a 
After Chatter episode. And you can catch us all season long with A Craft A Life You Love. We will be having guided discussions each week. We will be having chats on our private Discord server. And we will be talking all season long about this awesome book about and the awesome ways that you can craft a life you love. So head over to patreon.com slash craftyassfemale. If you love us, go over to iTunes, leave a five-star review. Otherwise, we will catch you next week with another amazing guest. And we love you so much. Thank you for being a crafty-ass female. Bye, guys. Bye.